Good morning, and thanks for joining us today for episode number two of the Free UC with 2600 Hertz podcast. I'm your MC for the day, Miriam Lipinati, and we are back in action once again to bring you an exciting new episode. Today, we'll be talking to the one, the only, Patrick Sullivan. He is the COO and co-founder of 2600 Hertz. He is quite the character and extremely passionate about the world of unified communications. Now, since UC is such a fantastical but very, very broad area to cover, today in particular, we're actually going to dive into the ever-changing dynamic that service providers are facing around shifting technologies and services and how adopting the proper cap and grow strategy for your business can not only differentiate you from competitors in the market, but also increase the scope of your technology, allowing you to offer a valuable customer experience. With that said, I am delighted to introduce you to the infamous Mr. Patrick Sullivan. Patrick, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Miriam, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're happy to have you. Um, I'm sure our listeners would like to get to know you a little bit more. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Oh, great. As everybody loves to do, they love to talk about themselves. So I would love to tell you from my birth where I came from, but that doesn't really matter. Let's start where I studied uh, computer science. So I uh, started my career at Santa Barbara. And in Santa Barbara, I was in the computer science lab a lot. And one of the new and emerging technologies there was uh, voice over IP. And to us, it was you know a huge game changer because before that, you didn't really know how the telecom network worked. Um, and it's really cool that you can send data packets through your computer to make phone calls. The downside of it was this was you know the late 90s, not to you know make myself sound really old. The downside was. It was extremely unreliable and, you know, is more of a hobbyist more than an actual like useful application. Fast forward 10 years, I was hanging out with Darren Schreiber one day and he looked at me. He's like, hey, Patrick, uh, I think we should start a company. And I said, that sounds fantastic. And he's like, why don't we revolutionize telecommunication? And that was kind of my first uh, intro into, wow, this can actually be a real industry to disrupt. And when we started to look at it, we realized, you know, you had your existing service providers, you know, and they would use uh, existing platforms like the Meta switches, the Cisco's, the Brasos of the world. And those switches were great for scale, uh, but they had a very enclosed architecture, which meant that you only got what you got with them and you couldn't do any customizations. And then you had the open source side, which was, you know, the free switch, free switch the Asterix, the Yates of the world which was really designed for single servers. And, you know, they're revolutionary because they were the first uh, kind of systems that you can customize from start to finish uh, and really build a very unique experience for your end users. Again, the downside of them was they were designed for single servers. Uh, and so we saw the market, which is, hey, you could either have scale or you could have, you know, flexibility, but you can't really have both. And so that's kind of where we decided to fit in that middle, which is what if we build a scalable clustered solution that had all the APIs so you had the flexibility. Uh, and that's kind of where my telecommunication career really started. Well, great. Well, we are very excited to have you with us today and can't wait to dive in a little bit deeper to cap and grow. So let's kick things off. Perfect. For starters, why don't we dive into what a cap and grow strategy is and why more and more companies are contemplating this approach? Uh, from my own understanding, a cap and grow strategy is essentially where leaders decide to cap their investment dollars in legacy systems and reallocate financial and IT resources to grow new technologies and expand capabilities within their offering. 
what type of value add do you think this holds with service providers today? That is a great question. So you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, a lot of service providers do not want to get rid of all their legacy equipment. Uh, they spend millions of dollars, sometimes tens of millions of dollars to get it up and running, but they're running into a massive issue. And the issue is consumers are now asking for more. They're asking for more features and functionality uh, while at the same time they want for less. And so if you're a service provider, you're kind of stuck in the rock and the hard place because how do you bring more features and functionality uh, while reducing you know, their overall costs and their overall spend? And that's kind of where the cap and grow model has really shined. Um, a lot of customers of ours and you know other providers have come and realized that they can bring in a secondary platform uh, to sit along with their existing legacy equipment. And the secondary platform, because it's newer and uh, more automated, can significantly reduce their costs and their operational costs while adding more features and functionality. And a lot of these features and functionality are around you know, the CPaaS market or you know, web hooks or web sockets, um, even WebRTC. A lot of these web uh, services are now coming you know, closer and closer to being uh, works hand in hand with their existing legacy equipment. So uh, in recap, you know, they cap their old legacy equipment and they grow with new modern uh, features and functionality on new platforms. And it's, a, it's been a very successful and useful strategy for a lot of these service providers. I think you're spot on with that for sure. So really it seems like a lot of the forward-looking IT leaders are really kind of looking to build their UC platform that encompasses like an adaptable collaboration strategy versus just replacing like a legacy phone system like back in the day. So what do you think the best practices that are essential for leaders to evaluate in their existing and new strategic applications they look at? Absolutely. So I hate to give a shout out to another very large company, but a company named Twilio, uh, and if you're not familiar with them, um, every time I look at their stock price, it adds another billion dollars every other week, has really defined the market around CPaaS. Um, and that's communication platform as a service. And CPaaS, what it is, is in essence just APIs so that you can connect more features and functionality into your everyday workflow. Uh, why is that important? Because the end user no longer wants a one-size-fits-all. Um, they're looking for more of a, a solution to their workflow versus just a add-on. And so now when you call into your Pizza Hut, they want to automatically pop up their CRM and show which account's calling in and what's their address and what's their normal you know, pizza they order every day. Um, and then they want to send a text message when the driver is sending it. That's the type of customizations that people are now expecting. But the one thing that these companies don't want to do is go to seven different providers to get that type of features and functionality. They want to go to one. And this is kind of where Kazoo comes in as a one platform that gives you all the APIs to do the customization. Plus, it gives you all the standard CPaaS features and functionality. So you can offer your PBX, you can offer your call centers, you can offer your conference bridges, but you still get the ability to customize it for your end users how they see fit for their workflows, if that makes sense. Oh, it totally does. It's kind of taking the communication sets, if you will, and adding kind of more of a business intelligent component to it, which is pretty exciting. Absolutely. Well, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I want to dive into the fun stuff, Kazoo. You and I both love this. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of legacy systems today either lack the customization and flexibility or essentially incur heavy implementation or maintenance costs. 
So you touched on Kazoo's APIs, but how else does Kazoo stand out from the, the standard platforms you'll find on the market today? Absolutely. So to kind of understand Kazoo, uh, I think you need to understand the kind of the makeup of 2600 Hertz. At the core, we realized a long time ago that we did not have the financial backing to put people at every problem that came along our way. And so we learned uh, to engineer our way out of situations. And what that means is we built automations for everything. Where you see companies that are growing, a lot of them have a massive porting team because whenever you port over a number, it's very painful. Um, so they literally have people managing each and every port. We've automated 99% of that process so that you can, instead of having 20 people in your porting team, you have one. Um, and this is kind of where Kazoo shines. Kazoo shines because of these automations. Even the installation tools uh, called Cluster Manager is kind of your orchestration layer, which it sets up, installs Kazoo onto your clustered servers in multiple data centers around the world. Um, but it also allows you to do the upgrade. So when we come out with a new version, you can decide if you're ready to upgrade and you don't have to call us whenever you want to do an upgrade. Um, you press a button, it takes servers offline while it keeps the rest of the servers online, and then it redirects all the calls existing to the existing servers, and then upgrades the servers you took down, and then brings them up and then puts the calls to the new servers while it takes down the other servers to upgrade those servers. What that means is your system can stay up and running while you upgrade your platform. And to put this in perspective, anybody, any service provider out there, if they're listening to this, they will be thinking, wow, that's a massive game changer because currently it takes me two to three months just to upgrade our current platform. And part of the reason is with their current platform, their stack has consisted of you know three or four different vendors. Um, with Kazoo, everything is in the same stack. So your SBC, your media servers, your application servers, that's all in the same stack. So that's why it's much easier for us to orchestrate everything uh, via a graphical user interface versus, you know, you have to hiring multiple engineers or, you know, consultants to come in to help you upgrade your system. And because of that kind of mindset, it's allowed us to do a ton of automation across the board, uh, which again, gets your cost down and adds the ability to add additional features and functionality, which is exactly what your customers are looking for. And that is why Kazoo is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of talked about, you know, a lot of the focus with service providers obviously is around automation, collaboration, uh, the types of integrations they can bring into their system, and obviously like the end being the customer experience. So really the main focus is on the user experience and ensuring that your customers are happy, obviously, and then can run their business without interruption. So how would introducing Kazoo to an existing platform impact the functionality for both new and existing customers? That's a great question. Um, this is where the cap and growth strategy really shines. Uh, we suggest that you cap your existing infrastructure and your customers on that infrastructure. Um, at the end of the day, you spent a lot of money on that infrastructure and we are not suggesting you replace it, um, but cap it. And so that when you start growing and you're going after new customers, uh, this is where you bring Kazoo in because the cost structure is way uh, closer to what you need to be competitive in the market. And while at the same time, you, it adds features and functionality. And these things can be webhooks, WebRTC, um, any type of real-time recording. Uh, we even have a full billing module that can automate the taxation and the remits of uh, your taxes for you. So because Kazoo can do all this and can automate all of this, it will reduce your cost for these new and upcoming customers. 
And then eventually we do work with the law service providers that, you know, they get to a point where they're like, hey, look, we want to have one platform at the end of the day. And so we then work with them to build out scripts to, you know, migrate their customers over um, and repoint the DNS of the old customers to the new setup. And so then these new customers love it because then you they get their next version of the platform, which is, you know, your your V2 offering. And customers at the end of the day, they do want new features and functionality. They are looking to expand their business and they want to make sure that you are keeping up with what they're they're looking for. Um, so again, it's it's not an exact, hey, go to your old customers and switch over them immediately. Um, but this is kind of the whole point of the cap and grow. It's cap them on their old infrastructure, bring in new customers on the new infrastructure, and then eventually migrate over how you see fit. Well, we've definitely covered a lot of ground. So we talked about what cap and grow is, the benefits it can bring to a business, how Kazoo's unique infrastructure allows for a powerful experience that outrivals a lot of other systems in the market, and really how to successfully transition your customers when taking this approach to ensure a positive experience. So one last thing to touch on um, is essentially market shifts and how they come into play in this cap and grow scenario. So between all the mergers and acquisitions, ever evolving customer needs, and just the always changing landscape, staying ahead of the curve obviously is very imperative. So how is 2600 Hertz and really specifically Kazoo evolving to accommodate these market shifts and stay relevant? Great question. Um, so it's kind of funny you brought that up. Um, there has been a ton of mergers lately. Uh, and one of the reasons is it customers are asking for a one-stop shop for all technology. The issue they're running into now is that they are finding a customer or a company that is the one-stop shop for all technology. But these are a hodgepodge of different platforms that these, this customer, or sorry, this end user is trying to put together. Um, so what, what do I mean by that? So if you have a you know, service provider that offers um, UCAS and that service provider buys a CPaaS company, well now they offer CPaaS and UCAS. The problem is that CPaaS platform and that UCAS platform are two different platforms. Um, and people realize really quickly that it's very hard to merge them together. Uh, so with 2600 Hertz, um, we kind of got lucky. Uh, people talk about, you know, is it hard work or is it luck? Well, I'd like to say both, but we were very lucky on where we ended up and where the space ended up. So the space is really getting to this point where, as I said earlier, the UCAS and the CPAS market are converging. Again, because we looked at this uh, early on as everything should be an API because we thought the customizations was going to be so important for the end user, uh, we just naturally have a full stack that gives you the CPAS that gives you the UCAS all together in one platform, and it's tightly integrated. Um, and so where the market's going, it's going for an integration of UCAS and CPAS. And again, we're very fortunate that we were there ahead of time. Um, and I think that's kind of what's, you know, making a big difference in the market when our customers or our brand new uh, service providers come to us they start realizing the power of it really quickly because they no longer have to try to bring in three different platforms to do the same thing. So I think that's kind of what your question is asking. Yeah, I mean, and that's true. I feel like there are not many platforms that kind of encompass everything that service providers need, uh, which makes Kazoo pretty amazing in my own perspective, obviously. <laughs> but uh, 
Well, this really has been an incredible discussion, and I really hope our listeners have learned a few things, or at least started to think about how they can take some of these concepts from the discussion and dive a little bit deeper to see if cap and grow is an approach they something you know something they want to consider really. So I wanted to give a big thanks to our listeners for joining us today. Um, obviously, we'd love to hear from you if you have specific topics you'd like to hear about, or you know certain guests you want us to talk to, or really anything that toots your fancy on telecom, UC, or like the world of communications, really. So feel free to email us at marketing at 2600hertz.com with any ideas, comments, feedback, um, or you can also stay connected with us on our social channels, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Also, don't forget, we will be diving into these topics or topics such as cap and grow, in addition to a variety of other industry trends um, at KazooCon. That is our major conference, one that Patrick absolutely loves. And this will be down in San Diego on June 18th through 20th. So you can definitely learn more about that at kazoocon.com. Uh, so stay tuned for our next free UC with 2600 Hertz podcast, which should debut in the next couple weeks. Uh, the exciting thing is you can now listen to us on iTunes and Spotify if you like podcasts on the go. So check us out when you can. So thank you so much, Patrick, for your time. We really enjoyed having you today. Miriam, I really appreciate it. And I'm super excited to be episode number two. Um, and I'm excited to come back in about 20 episodes from now and let's see where, uh, where we've gone. Well, we look forward to having you again for sure. So thanks for joining everyone and we'll be uh, we'll see you next time.